This is JDF Karande and uh, founder of Wearcast, and uh, I'm on the App Guy. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. I'm Paul Kemp, and it's a wonderful uh, journey that I've been on with this podcast. I've had many interesting guests uh, over the episodes. This is episode 62, and we've had uh, top authors and uh, app developers, entrepreneurs, people from all around the world. But I'm particularly excited about today's guest because today's guest, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but uh, he is renowned. He's a really famous. Uh, He's appeared on TED, on CNN Live, on Fox Business, ABC, NBC, Forbes.com. I mean, there's uh, over 300 different uh, media outlets that this guy's been on. And he's now on the App Guy podcast. So uh, obviously the best of the bunch. His name is uh, Steve Olsher. And Steve uh, Olsher can be found at steveolsher.com. And he is known as America's uh, reinvention expert. He's uh, spent 25 years building a business Uh, from scratch and uh, he's a consultant and coach so steve it's i'm really pleased that you could find a time for us and you could join us on this podcast yeah man appreciate the invitation yeah so perhaps you could just um give us a little insight into um what you do and the journey that you've had in your life so what do i do uh i make the ladies swoon um i make the children cry uh, you know, I, uh, I make dogs howl, <laughs> these sort of things. Right. Uh, no, it's, um, you know, it's an interesting track, right? For me, I've been a, uh, well, as you said, an entrepreneur for 25 plus years. I, I mean, literally have started four companies from scratch, uh, all of which were multimillion dollar companies. One did over $50 million in transactional revenue. Another one had a market cap of around 118 million. Um, and that was all well and good until about five years ago when I had a pretty big wake-up call. And uh, basically, I was with my stepfather, who was very much a father to me. And unfortunately, he was in his final days of life. And um, as I sat next to him holding his hand, he was in his final hours. And, and I had a vision of my funeral, not actually of his funeral, but of mine. Um, and I could hear the words being spoken graveside, which were basically, here lies Steve Olsher. He dedicated his life to chasing the almighty dollar. Uh, and that's all that was said. And, you know, it hit me really hard because I do think that my stepfather was showing me my inevitable fate unless I changed course. And, you know, I didn't really know what that meant, didn't really know what to do, but I knew I had to do something different that was outside of the scope of just you know, these sort of commodity-oriented uh, ventures that I had started. And so the first thing I did was I started putting pen to paper to share some of the strategies and the shortcuts and tools and resources that I thought had worked, you know, pretty decently for me in my life in the hopes of sharing those with others and really help them sort of uh, shorten the learning curve, if you will. And kept writing, found that I have a gift for writing and ended up creating this pretty interesting framework uh, around helping people discover what it is that they're 
truly compelled to do, as I call it, your, your what. So the question is, what is your what? You know, what is that one thing you were born to do? And through my writing, through my teaching, it's really sort of become clear now that this gift had been laying dormant for ever. And it really just took sort of the right spark for me to tap into that. And, uh, and that's really just, it's made all the difference in the last, uh, certainly the last few years of my life. Well, I can certainly resonate with what you're saying there. I was a big fan of Stephen Covey, still am. I remember reading his uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, he used to uh, get me to predict my own funeral. And I, I used to do it, but I didn't really put the effort in. And uh, then I went on a path myself to, um, you know, down the career of uh, working in a finance company and just being uh, totally p uh, obsessed with money. And, uh, you know, it's like Steve Jobs said uh, that he, did, he, did, he didn't want to be the richest man in the graveyard. And, uh, you know, you look at the impact that he had on the world. And I guess we do go through these, um, these changes in our life that uh, really, you know, give us a, a bit of a wake up call. So what, uh, what, it, what was it like to pivot then and, and just completely change and refocus on uh, helping others ra rather than, uh, you know, starting up businesses and, and focusing on the money? Um, well, certainly a lot more fulfilling. Uh, and a lot less financially rewarding. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it'll it'll happen over time. But yeah, I mean, look, the God's honest truth is that uh, there's very few people out there that are making you know the types of money in this space uh, as they are in in the widget space. And so, you know, it's a hell of a lot easier to sell someone a widget than it is to sell someone their life. Yeah, because there's got to be indie app developers listening to this, and uh, we, you know we are attracted by your story. You know we we are are completely obsessed with tech news and uh, what comes out. Uh, all these uh, big wins for uh, apps, especially, you know the fact that WhatsApp was just sold uh, for 19 billion, and so we see all these big apps, these big wins, and we're attracted by the money, and uh, you can tell that that that's the case because a lot of these apps that come out are clones and, and people trying to copy what's already been successful and just chasing the money. But, uh, you know, how, how important is it to uh, find what, what it is you're, you're supposed to be doing on this, this planet? Uh, I mean, look, man, if you talk to 99% of the world, they'll tell you it's not important at all. You know, these are not discussions that we have around the dinner table. These are not discussions that we learn about in school. I mean, you know, we do a little bit of reading, writing, and some arithmetic, but no one really teaches you how to live. And so what they teach you how to do is, is get a job. What they don't teach you how to do is to, <clears throat> you know, is to really cultivate a career and to create an existence that is of benefit not only to you, but, of course, to those closest to you and those that are in your community, uh, in your nation, and in the world at large. Yeah, because, you know, if you think about an app developer's life and, you know, we've got this unique uh, situation that uh, means that we can be location independent. So, for example, I've just come back from four months living in Dubai uh, because I wanted to spend a bit more time in the sun. And I know that there are uh, app developers that, that base themselves out of Thailand, Bali, uh, all over the world, because we can just literally just write an app, put it into the, uh, the world's biggest uh, global distribution uh, store app stores and uh, then you know glean the money from that so uh, the, I think that did you feel that there's a, a move towards location independent living is that really making an impact in the US 
Well, I mean, look, I, I think that we've seen a shift from the cubicle to the outdoors, whatever the outdoors means to you, uh, over the past 10 years. Uh, there was a book called Cubicle Nation, I think, that was written about four or five years ago um, that was pretty much written sort of in the middle of that shift. So, I mean, I, I think that we are uh, certainly past the point of people recognizing that, you know, you don't have to go into a a room somewhere to do your work. You can do your work so long as you've got a connection to the technology and connection to the, you know, to the world. Um, you know, you can do that from anywhere. Now, all of that being said, you know, it's interesting that you moved from the sunshine back to, you know, where you are now. Um, you know, I think that there's, it's, uh, my friend Michael Drew calls it the pendulum, right? And so, you know, it's really sort of swings one way and then it really swings back the other. Um, and, and I think as long as, uh, you know, people continue sort of to do things on their own in a, in a way that so many are, um, I, I think you'll see it start to swing back here in the next two, three, four, five years uh, towards the, the community sort of gathering of folk uh, in some sort of commune-like way because you, you can only be alone for so long. Yeah, you can. That's right. It, it drives you mad sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ironic that we, we do these podcasts and uh, it, sometimes it's almost um, hard to imagine where the, the guests are and uh, because the world is just there's no borders and to, to get out of your house and you start traveling. Um, mm-hmm. what, what advice have you got then for um, I, I know that's a really tough question but uh, perhaps as, uh, there are indie app developers and uh, entrepreneurs listening to this right now and, and wondering what to do uh, with their lives whether to make a change what would you say to those people uh, who perhaps are a little bit unhappy like you were and with with their you know their calling and, and they want to do something different yeah. And well, first of all, I can tell you that you're never going to be happy all the time and, and, you know, just walk around blowing sunshine out of your ass every day. I mean, it just doesn't work that <laughs> okay. way. I mean, it's not realistic, right? So no matter what you do, there's going to be some pain. There's going to be some things you don't enjoy. It just has to be low enough that it's tolerable. But, you know, what I would really suggest is that people, you know, young, old, doesn't matter where you are in, in your career, how, you know, if you're just coming out of college or if you've been retired now for 10 years, doesn't matter. What I what I believe is that it's it's all ultimately boils down to not only doing something that pays you well, but doing something that you love and something that you're good at. And and so it really does have to meet all three criteria. Otherwise, you're just a whore, right? If you're just doing it for the money and you have no love for it, um, you know. But if you are really good at something and you love it, but no one pays you for it, then you go broke, right? So I mean, that doesn't work either. Yeah, so it's it's simply a matter, in my opinion, of making sure that you meet all three criteria. And then when you do really look deeper at the subject in terms of, you know, what is the legacy you want to leave? How do you want to impact not only those who share this lifetime with you, but also those of lifetimes to come? You, know, you really do have to be able to answer the question of what is my what, right? What is that that one thing that I'm really compelled to do? And your what is comprised of three independent yet intertwined pieces which are your unique gifts right i mean it's not your passion these are your gifts this is what's in your dna it's what's in your inherent blueprint there's nothing you can do about it i mean it's really what has chosen you it's not that which you have chosen and the second piece is then the vehicle that you'll use to share those gifts with the world so perhaps it is app development or technology or something of that nature 
Uh, and then the third piece, which I believe is probably, um, well, I think they're all important, but this perhaps might be the most important, which is being clear on the people that you're most compelled to serve. So it, it's the combination of the, the gifts you have, the vehicle you use to share those gifts, and the people you're most compelled to serve that creates uh, you know, the, the pieces of the, the puzzle that you need to answer the question of what is my what. I was just thinking... Um, as we move into the interview that we have had a lot of different guests, um, you know, some like yourself that haven't uh, developed apps, but uh, certainly have a really good sense on business. But perhaps we could ask you uh, what problems you're facing or pain points you're suffering from right now as, as you do your day-to-day work, because we explore what potentially an app could do to resolve that. So, would you be able to have a think about uh, what you think is a real pain point in your current business or your, your current life? Uh, and then we could just juggle around an idea for potential apps. Sure. So, you know, I can only speak, obviously, from my own personal perspective. And the, I mean, the single biggest pain point that I have right now, and I have no idea how an app would solve this, but I've just got too many ideas um, and not enough bandwidth, right? So, from an app perspective, you know, I'll just throw this one out there. Whoever builds this, you know, just give me 10%. That's all I'm asking. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, but, you know, from my perspective, I'd love to see an interactive marketplace app-wise or, or otherwise where basically you can find people who will help bring your ideas to fruition. I'm not talking about venture capitalists. I'm talking about, um, you know, putting something out there where, where you have an idea for, XYZ and people, and again, I'm not talking about Kickstarter, I'm talking about really a mesh of talent where you have the idea and you find people who will help bring it to fruition. Now, of course, it's tricky because you don't know who the hell people are. Um, but, you know, I can tell you from my perspective that I've got more ideas than I have time. And I just, some of these ideas shouldn't die on the vine. And I'm always trying to figure out what to do with them. You know, I- it's interesting you mentioned that. I'm just trying to rack my brain. There is there is something out there that I've come across, and I think it's almost along the lines of what you're talking about. I, I can't remember mm-hmm. the name. I'll, I'll put it into the show notes uh, for anyone listening. Just go to the App Guy podcast, and you'll see this in the show notes. Uh, but it's uh, where you uh, present an idea, and then there's a community that actually uh, fulfill the, the idea. And uh, everyone, the more effort they put into the idea, the more of a shareholding they get in the uh, project yeah. so uh, okay. it's it's really interesting and then it's like a voting policy of uh, of uh, you know the people that have put the most effort in get the majority of the rewards from that particular project uh, whatever yeah. that project may be see uh, there you go yeah i mean i've got there are no original ideas paul i'm just yeah exactly well, well, like, you know i just <laughs> last night i came up with a blanket with sleeves how's that for an idea you know that's, <laughs> sounds like a good a good idea maybe i'll develop that one uh, I mean, that's the gutting thing about app development is that there's always something out there. But unfortunately, a lot of the, a lot of these things, like I was just talking about, have not been discovered. And so, um, uh, do, do you uh, carry an, a smartphone, an iPhone, or an Android? I do. I carry an iPhone. Um, I am I am probably the world's worst iPhone user. I don't know what the hell it does other than make calls and get email, um, send an occasional text, and take a picture. So I use like. You know how people have screens and screens and screens of apps? I think I've got, like, um, my American Airlines app, and that that might be it. <laughs> uh, 
uh, maybe there's a lot we could uh, share with you that iPhones can, can do. I mean, in terms of coaching, there's a really wonderful app called Lyft, uh, which uh, is is changing the way people behave and form really good habits. Um, so I'm starting to use that uh, just to do things like get up at five o'clock in the morning and do, do some exercise and just tick off. It's almost like the gamification of life. Mm. You, you get so, rewards and that. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it, right? So here's what I can tell you. I, um, in terms of an app that or something that I think is is untapped or you know whatever you want to call it, um, I have done nothing on the app front in terms of my work. Now I am sure that there is a gamification piece or something that can be built around helping people discover their what, um, you know, and really do something in that career space, in that guidance space, etc. Uh, you know, I'm all over that. I'd love to partner with somebody on uh, on creating something around my work. So that that's certainly something I need. That's a big pain point. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking to a bunch of uh, app developers, so I'm sure that <laughs> let me give you can... my email address. Right, Steve <laughs> yeah. at steveolsher dot com. Go to steveolsher o l s h e r dot com first. Check out what I'm doing, and then uh, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, and it's quite funny, you've, uh, we're just chatting there and uh, that was my idea a couple of weeks ago is that uh, I actually, I think I've recorded this idea that it, there needs to be more um, apps for personalities, you know, apps that where we, rather than just use Twitter and Facebook and all the social medias to follow our favorite uh, celebrities and our favorite authors and uh, people that really inspire us, we really need an app, an app to actually uh, engage or uh, interact or just um follow um you know their advice and uh, I, I do feel that there's definitely a need for that uh, you know that's not being served now you know it's interesting right because i do think that there's a place to kind of create like a cliff notes if you will for sort of like a one-stop shop where someone comes in and like if they have an interest in you know xyz person that they can just simply go to uh your site or whatever you know that app, that app might be, and then like you kind of go through their stuff and pick out the best, right? And then um, and then kind of compile it in one source. I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's something to it. Like if you're into like you know Dave Ramsey and Tony Robbins and uh, I don't know Zig Ziglar, or, you know, or whoever it might be, or business folk, whatever. You know, th- those people are always producing content, and you have to follow each of them to to figure out what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. So, you know, I think if somebody kind of compiled, assembled, uh, kind of weeded through all that stuff and put the best of the best on somewhere, you know, obviously there would be copyright issues, but I think you could probably figure that out. You know, you've got a really good idea there, I think, Steve, because um, we are inundated with uh, information and what apps do for us is they can collate these things and almost help us take action on that information. And so, you know, there's a really popular app called Lyft. Uh, which I mentioned, and uh, that's changing habits. And uh, if there was a way of doing a similar app to that, like, like that, but bringing in all these different coaches and all these different uh, experiences that we we see around the web and just making it a one-stop shop and forcing us to change the habits, what, what do you think? That, that sounds like a good app idea. Yeah, it does. I mean, and that's exactly what I'm saying is, uh, I mean, look, we're getting to the point now, as you well know, that the more you can... Um, uh, people aren't clicking on ads, right? I mean, that, that's the reality. People aren't clicking on ads. They don't care. They're fast-forwarding through everything. And so it's really just give me what I want because, you know, it's what I'm requesting. And so it's almost like a self-selection type process that they say, you know, send me what Steve Olsher is talking about. 
and also send me what you know, uh, you know, what Paul is talking about, and what you know, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, et cetera, et cetera. And and they're basically opting in, right? In a way, we're saying, hey, send me that, and and that I think is really uh, where a lot of this is moving. You know, I, I can almost see an app where, you know, let's just call it the Steve Olsher app for the time being, where you get a push notification that, um, you know, is perhaps from you saying, hey, have you done this thing today? Or have you uh, have you checked out this or some kind of guidance for us? And, and as a push notification rather than an email, that that's something I would definitely take notice of. And uh, there's possibly something there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so just before we say goodbye, is there uh, anything that you are getting up to right now that you could tell us about that you're uh, involved with? What's really exciting you at the moment? Well, you know, I've got a few different things going on, um, not the least of which is I do an event called Internet Profits Live, which is P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, uh, Internet Profits Live. This year we're doing it November 7th through the 9th in San Diego. And, um, you know, it's really uh, it, it's a really great event because we always bring the best of the best there. Uh, and so I'd love to do a, uh, you know, something about app development uh, at Internet Profits Live. I think it would go over really, really well. So if you're interested in, uh, you know, chatting more about that or having, you know, you guys who are listening are interested in attending, you know, let's uh, let's see what we can do. Yeah, well, I love San Diego. I've uh, spent some time there. And uh Perhaps I had a slightly poor experience because I jumped over the border to um, Mexico there, and that border crossing's pretty rough, huh? <laughs> well, you know, for, for, well, I can tell you that if you don't have one of those speed passes or whatever, it can be, yeah, it can take you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had um, uh, we had a guest called Jordy Wardman, Wardman, an entrepreneur, and uh, he was um, importing sea salt from uh, Mexico into the U.S. and doing really well. But uh, the first few batches, he had to uh, smuggle through the customs border there, and uh, he said it was quite funny that he's smuggling white stuff through the border. So <laughs> yeah, right. I got to tell you, it's pretty funny. Like when you go into Mexico. Like the guards don't care; they're not even looking. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's like they're just kind of standing around, hanging out, whatever. There's like three of them, but when you come back from Mexico into the states, it's like you know, armed guards with M40s, and you got to go through 50 million lines. It's just, it's kind of yeah. funny. Like, yeah, sure, go to Mexico, and then they're like, no, wait a minute, hold on. If you're coming back, we gotta, gotta make sure everything's okay. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. Well, Steve, uh, clearly, I, obviously, I would love to do that. And uh, I'm sure there's people listening as well who are more qualified than me to talk about apps. But we love talking about apps. We've really enjoyed you coming on the show and sparing your time. Uh, really inspirational story. I mean, from someone who uh, has built all these successful businesses and, and moving on to um, almost like a higher achievement in life. And the, the way you give back like this is just really appreciated. Very grateful for you coming on. Thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I really do think that uh, if folks are interested uh, in grabbing any of my books, you know, just go to steveolsher.com and uh, you can grab pretty much all of my books for free there as well. So if that's of interest, I'd love for you to have it. Yeah, no, I recommend that people should go to see your site anyway, because you've put up all the different interviews that you've had with various uh, media outlets, and uh, they're really fun to watch. So, And it's a great-looking site. We've just got off the um, uh, an episode, actually, with Maggie Patterson, who talks about branding yourself as a personality. And I think that, you know, looking at your website is uh, a real, uh, you know, example of how, how really to do it, how to brand yourself as a, a personality. Well, thank you so much for that. It's been a long process, but uh, at least this one I think is halfway there. 
yeah, you just need to get a good app out there, Steve. That's all. You're missing a, quite a few people there with uh, the app. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm expecting emails. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting lots of emails. So email me when you, if, you, if this is something you want to help me with. Okay. Well, there you go to the audience. You know, the challenge is to email Steve and uh, show that we do actually have people listening to this. And, uh, um, great. Steve, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, I know you're busy, so let, let's um, say goodbye for now. And I really would love to get you back on at some point and uh, talk, talk some more. Great. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 